flick. Do you like monster movies? I yes, I am a big fan of like the whole monster. Culture, okay, because like that I think is a, a big deciding factor on if definitely. you're gonna like this film or not. <laughs> if you're a monster fan or a creature fan, yeah, uh, you'll yeah you'll enjoy this film. I am not a monster person. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> so that's like, why I said yeah. from the get go. I was like, I don't think you're gonna rate this higher than. Did you get a haircut? Shut the heck up. It's so <laughs> stupid. For anyone who's listening, you can probably already tell a marked difference in the way that Mario sounds. Um, <laughs> Mario no longer has hair on top of his head. And I got my eyebrows done. And he got his eyebrows done. So no hair on head, less hair on brows. Welcome back to Clue and Clues. <laughs> <laughs> Where we talk about the importance of men facial hair. We do. Um, my name is Mario, and today I am clued in. And I am Kristen, and I am clueless. Feels like it's been forever since I've been clued in. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been clueless. <laughs> How's your week been? Uh, it's been pretty good. Um, nothing crazy going on. I've been really tired. I've just been busy. Yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Tired, busy. Yeah. Kind of just running all over the place. Yeah. Last minute hangouts, you know. Yeah. It doesn't feel easier to. You don't feel more agile now that you have no hair on your head. Um, just a little bit. Yeah. You know, I feel like I could run a little bit faster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just shave a little usually, time off Usually mile. my mile is 16 minutes, <laughs> probably 15, 30 now. <laughs> All 30 seconds, <laughs> just because you shaved your head. Exactly. That's incredible, man. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Good for you. What about your swim time? Um, I still drown. <laughs> Every time they put me in water, I just sink to the bottom right away. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kristen. Um... What is your opinion on gangster movies? Gangster movies? Yeah. It's a, it's its own genre. Like you could uh, call The Godfather. I was okay, movie. so I guess we're not watching The Godfather. We're not watching that the was going to be my guess. No. Are we watching The Goonies? Is that the <laughs> <laughs> No, no, we're not watching The Goonies. The Godfather and Goonies. <laughs> so, uh, I'll give you uh, what's your opinion on George Clooney? We already talked about this. I think he's fine. So let's say you had 12 friends. Oh my gosh, you're watching another Oceans movie? We're not. Okay. What we are watching, though, is a George Clooney movie. Okay. And it's a gangster film. Okay. It's... I guarantee I haven't seen this movie. From Dusk Till Dawn. I don't even know what that is. Okay, awesome. <laughs> That's great. Uh, came out in 96. Okay. And fun fact about this movie, actually. This was George Clooney's first major like major film really okay. that really like kind of popped him off into stardom cool uh he had did a lot of like reoccurring tv character shows and he won a golden globe for his appearance on er didn't know he was on er i didn't know he was on er uh and then this is the movie that kind of just put him on the radar for some people sick all right yeah. cool <clears throat> uh directed by texas's own robert rodriguez Ooh, okay and screen I wonder if play that's was written by Quentin Tarantino. Okay. So this is after... Interesting. This is not my typical this kind is of movie not that I usually watch. Your typical movie you watch. And this is not a typical movie that's been played on Clued and Clueless yet. Yeah, yeah. And so this is after Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. So okay. it has that witty dialogue that he's really known for. Mm -hmm. And this is also after Robert Rodriguez, El Madarachi, and Desperado. Okay. So, which is huge in its whole like gunfights and like kind of just like set up for everything All so right. this is going to be a very interesting uh film to watch yeah let me give you a bit of the description okay on the yeah. back the back Hit of the cover 
So on the run from a bank robbery that left several police officers dead, Seth Gecko, which is George Clooney, okay. and his paranoid loose cannon brother, Richard, which is Quentin Tarantino, hightail it to the Mexican border. So he wrote it and he's in it? He wrote the screenplay, yes. Okay. And then he is also in it because he usually makes cameos in all his films. I didn't know that. Yeah. I honestly, I don't know if I've ever seen a Quentin Tarantino film ever. Nice. Have you ever seen a Robert Rodriguez film? Oh, yeah. Spy Kids? <laughs> there you Hello? go. Hello? Um, so this cast consists of George Clooney. Okay. Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Salma Hayek. Okay. Danny Trejo. Okay, Fred it's Williams. this whole circuit of people. Exactly. It's the Robert Rodriguez people. Exactly. Yeah, okay. It is Robert Rodriguez's people. So I am excited to watch this with you. There is... I learned a lot about Danny Trejo this week, actually. Did you? Yeah. I, I, I really didn't know very much about him. Mm-hmm at all i know that machete is like i know that's what he's called and like i know that he's in spy kids (laughs) that's like literally all i know about him i also know that someone i went to college with was working at starbucks one time and he walked in (laughs) um but that's that's all i knew about him i had no idea about like literally never looked into him at all i had no idea like his struggles in the past with like yeah different substances and like whatever and um I, I just learned a lot about him um, and, like, his beginnings and his starting with acting and stuff. So I'm kind of excited to see something that he's in now, now that I know a little bit more about, like, where he has come from. Do you uh, do you know about his thing about playing bad guys in films? No. If he ever plays a bad guy in a film, he wants that character to die. Because he, from his experiences, you know, in prison life and everything yeah. like that, he just feels like that's what should happen to, like, bad guys you know that's an so interesting he take a that's a strong like that. take yeah. okay he's like yeah just kill me <laughs> interesting okay um uh, so yeah i think this is gonna hmm. be a fun film to watch i i'm not sure if you're gonna like the film okay i think you'll enjoy it mm-hmm. but i think you'll have your issues and maybe you'll be like eh. You okay know? okay so what do you like you think that like i won't rate it higher than like a six yeah okay, okay. i think something like that Okay. So this is definitely a huge change from what we watch. We've been watching some comedies. Mm-hmm. We've been watching some nice slow-paced uh, bank heist. Yeah. Is Melissa McCarthy in this one? Uh, you know, I don't think she is, sadly. <sighs> I don't really want to watch it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but any uh, any final thoughts before we jump in? No, I'm just excited. I'm excited. I think that this is going to have a lot of... Um, Again, I haven't seen a lot of George Clooney movies. We just said I haven't really seen a, like I haven't seen Danny Trejo in anything outside of Spy Kids. Yeah. Um, haven't seen Quentin Tarantino movies. Um, so I'm pretty I'm excited to expand my horizons of people that I have very limited views on. Awesome. So now we're gonna go ahead and watch this film. If you want to watch it, it's streaming as of this recording on HBO Max, and you can probably rent it everywhere. And if you go to a Walmart or Barnes Blockbuster. and Noble, yeah, anything like that. Blockbuster, Hollywood movie. You'll probably find another dollar bin somewhere. Mm. So we'll see you in a minute. Welcome everyone back to our episode of Clued and Clueless after watching the Cheat Show. Yeah, we just finished watching From Dust Till Dawn, just a normal everyday gangster film. Which I guess was the movie that I was thinking. Okay, so here's my thing. <laughs> Yeah, what, I, what is your quick, uh, quick thoughts? Well, when you said Dusk Until Dawn, I thought, I was like, isn't that a vampire movie? But then you started listing off the people in it, and I didn't really know anything about Dusk Till Dawn, and so I was like, I was like, I think that's a vampire movie. But then you started explaining it, you were like a gangster movie, and you named the people in it, and I was like, okay, so I must be, I must be thinking of like a different, a different yeah. movie, it must not be the same thing, it must have just a similar title, but I guess it was vampires. <laughs> Did the, uh... 
I'll ask you this real quick, and then I'll hop into a quick little breakdown of the film. Okay. Uh, did the twist uh, surprise you? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I could never have seen that coming. <laughs> could never have seen that coming, ever. <laughs> and in saying that, let me give you a quick little rundown of what this <laughs> film is while Kristen collects her thoughts over there. So George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino are bank robbers on the run from the police, and they're trying to make their way to Mexico. Um, the movie starts out with them having a shootout, uh, believing that the clerk was giving signals to the cop that came into the room. Uh, they make their way down. They arrive to the motel with their hostage. George Clooney is like, hey, I'm going to go check out the border. You stay here. Uh, don't do anything. See you later. As that happens, we're introduced to the Fueller family, which is played by Harvey Kettle, Juliette Lewis, and Ernest Liu. Uh, Jacob, Kate, and Scott Fuller. 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 I think it's Fuller. Uh, it is Fuller. I had a part of it blocked <laughs> by the poll. Um, so we're introduced to them. We find out a little bit of the back, their back, little of their backstory. Uh, then we go back to George. He comes back to um, the hotel and finds out that his brother killed the hostage. Uh, and that's when we really find out that. You know, George Clooney isn't just a straight killer. He's more of a thief, and yeah. he's disgusted in his brother's actions. Yeah. And he's like, what is wrong with you? We get a lot of character development that just does never, it never, like, we never need it for anything. Yeah. <laughs> we have that. And so then George and Quentin Tarantino decide that they're going to, hey, let's kidnap these RV people and because use them now they hostages. need more hostages. Yes, yeah. yeah. They need more hostages. They need to get over the border because it's swarming of FBI, swarming of the cops, swarming of state troopers. So they're like, "How are we going to get across uh, the border? Let's steal this RV and just have them drive us in there. Mm-hmm. They'll never expect it." And that's when we meet Cheech for the first time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they get they almost get nearly caught, but they manage to make it in, and they go to the rendezvous site, which is a strip club. They're going to meet there called, uh, what was it called again? The Bleep and Bleep. The Bleep and Bleep. Because we're PG-13. <laughs> we can't. We're PG-13. PG-13. So they're at the club. Uh, this is when we meet Cheech the second time. Different character this time. Cheech number two. Uh, Chet Bleep. Um, <laughs> and turns out, uh, lo and behold, that this club is full of vampires. And they've kind of just been around and kind of been just killing truckers and bikers and taking their stuff. So they kill all the vampires in the club. And then now there's like bats swarming the club, which are all vampires and they're trying to get in because they know something's going on into their little hideout. And then one of uh, the characters that we meet during this whole time named uh, Sex Machine, played by Tom Savani, uh, he gets bit and he starts trying to hide his... uh, you know, that he got a bit. Typical, you know, survivor being all like, oh, don't find out that I'm uh, a vampire. And so he kind of turns on them because uh, he doesn't tell them. And now all the vampires are let in. And now they have to do like a final standoff. So they go to a back room. Uh, Jacob Fueler, Harvey Kettle, has been bit. And uh, he's getting them all set up. He's blessing the water. And he's like, are we going to go out there and fight him? When I turn, I need y'all to promise you'll kill me. And these kids promise, and they do their standoff. Uh, Scott Fuller, Ernest Yu, his son dies. Jacob dies. So now it's just Kate and George having their final little uh, battle with all these vampires. 
And then Cheech, for the third time, now known as Carlos, comes. And he's like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, Cheech, shoot down the door. And they shoot it down. The sun busts into the room and it flecks off the disco light. And all the remaining vampires are killed inside the club. And then George Clooney rides off into the sunset to El Rey. And, uh, yeah, Kate is kind of just just left there. Yeah, after he's destroyed yeah, this family. destroyed her family. Um, what did you just find out as you're looking over there? I'm looking at IMDb, and that movie has a 7.2 out of 10 rating on IMDb. I was going to get there, but yeah, it has a 7.2. A uh, 63% on Rotten Tomato. I think that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah? You think yeah. it's very interesting? <laughs> okay. So what are, what are your opinions on this film or any notes that you took? <clears throat> was I right that I said that uh, you'd enjoy the film but not like it? No. Oh, Okay. I don't think I even enjoyed the film. Okay, that's what I figured this was going. <laughs> I was so confused. For a long time, the only note I had written down was, what is going on here? Um, first of all, I'd like to say, I knew all this was going to go wrong as soon as there was a motel. Never stay in motels. Motels are so scary. Yeah, um, true. Motels are terrifying. Um, <laughs> just just I don't I nothing good happens at a motel so um yeah I don't know I don't I don't really have many notes just because like I don't really understand what the point of this movie was I don't know like what they were trying to get us to get out of it I don't I the only thing that I can like possibly come up with it is that it was about like reclaiming faith or like keeping faith and that was like literally the only thing that i could even possibly see being the point of this movie um yeah i don't know this was the most insane unhinged film i've ever seen in my entire life so i love that you say that right uh so our good friend uh roger ever Mm -hmm. he reviewed this film back in 1996 when this came out and he has to say this about it okay he says, genre hopping like this, well, genre hopping like that is a specialty of the movie's writer, Quentin Tarantino, whose work sometimes resembles channel surfing. Mm. Robert Rodriguez can only be said to throw himself into the same spirit, heart, and soul. This is one of those movies you might like or you might hate, but you won't deny its crazy zeal. And gave it a three stars. And throughout the review near the end, he said that... He really enjoyed the first hour, which is mm-hmm. the uh, the whole the gangster yeah. subplot, you know, that whole getting to Mexico part. It really turns its head once everyone turns vampires yeah. and everything. And he says for, you know, two directors and with how like really good they are, they really kinda drop the ball in the second half of this uh Yeah. Film. And they they pivoted hard. Hard. Mm-hmm. Like they they really planted a lot of seeds in that first half of the movie and then they pivoted, which like okay, that's fine if that's the movie that you want to make, but like nothing they lost any semblance of like again, like what was the point of the movie then? Because you think you start the first half of the movie thinking that the brother is the antagonist of the film, and then he dies like almost immediately. So like then you lose who you're who you thought the antagonist was and then the antagonist just becomes the vampires but there's no real like there's no like real stakes in that I guess like you like (laughs) um there's no (laughs) there's no real stakes in that 
Because, like, you, I guess, like, you know, you you know, okay, the character's supposed to stay alive. That's what I'm supposed to be, like, that's what I'm supposed to be rooting for. But you've lost any form of, like, stakes. You don't have any, like, okay, I want these. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you, uh, from the get-go, you have these very two, like, they are our protagonists. But they're not good people in any shape or form. Well, I, they're protagonists and antagonists. Yeah. I would say that you you start the film thinking that George Clooney is going to be the protagonist yeah. and his brother is going to be the antagonist throughout the film. And then he's just not. Exactly. And then you lose, again, you lose, like, you, what was the point of this movie? You have a really good setup for a good, like I said, gangster film. Yeah. Which could really, go, like you said, turn his brothers, like, because he's, George hates him, mm-hmm. you know? I'm going to just call him by their actor. I don't think he hates him. He loves his brother, mm-hmm. but he hates who he, what kind of person he is. He hates what he does. Exactly. He, but he cares about his brother. Yeah, because he's yeah. like, I'm not like you. Yeah. I don't just kill people mm-hmm. and, you know. And enjoy killing people. Yeah, yeah, I don't enjoy this kind of stuff. Yeah. He's like, I'm a thief. He's like, I just rob people. And if I do have to, you know, kill someone, I will do it because I've been put in position not because right, right. I enjoy doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in... When, and he tries it. You can tell, like, also, he tries to make things work out where he doesn't have to yeah. hurt people. He tries to get, he you know... He does. He, 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 it's more... He's trying to threaten more, so but, like, let people go, um, but just kind of bend them to do what he needs them to do. But with the full intention of getting out of there without anybody actually being hurt. He just wants to get what he wants out of the situation. But his brother seems to always be trying to bend things in a way where he can hurt somebody. And even when his brother does, like, turn to a vampire, you have that moment where he says... such a ridiculous conversation. Like, even that, like, what we've been talking about, and then, well, and then when he turns to a vampire. vampire. It's such a hard pivot. It really is. But then he says that line, he's like, I'm going to give you uh, peace and death that I couldn't give you in life. Which is, you know... I couldn't help you as a person. Yeah. I'm pretty much like I'm sorry that I led you down like this path. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I I I enjoy the film just because it's so wacky and zany. It is. Uh, but it's a good just like action popcorn action film. Yeah. I would say. But it, I wish I do wish seeing it again for like probably my fifth time. Uh, five times? You've seen this movie five times, Mario? Hey, man, I, li- I like Robert Rodriguez. That's like crazy. Him. It's a it's a good, to me, it's a good film. It's a solid 3.5 for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I wish, yeah, they would have kept just the first half, you know, besides doing the whole, like, vampire twist. Yeah. It could have been a way better film, I think. It was very interesting. It was very interesting. I just, I don't, like, I don't, my brain is still processing, I think, everything that it just was forced to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like the representation of vampires in this. No? You didn't, uh, what, what kind of vampires were you looking for? I like when the vampires are pretty attractive. Yeah. I like my vampires pretty, pretty, pretty hot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I could see that. Which I do think, though, is like a, a more modern take on vampires Definitely. because they used to be like this. This is a pretty like this is a very '90s representation of vampires because vampires are monsters. You know what I mean? Like they're monsters, and they slowly evolved from being these weird, cryptid, like very like grotesque looking things into like Edward Cullen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Edward Cullen, The Vampire Diaries, like a very different kind of vampire, you know? Well, I think like if we go back to like the original like Vampire Dracula, mm-hmm. he was supposed to be like an attractive person. This okay, wait now this might be a this might be a stupid question um and expose me for my lack of vampire uh lore knowledge. Yeah. Who so Nosferatu? Yes. Yeah, that 
Nosferatu is the vampire who turned Dracula, if I'm correct on that. He's, like, the original. So is the story of him, like, not just, like, his existence, but, like, his story, does that, did that come before Dracula? Did we know his story before we knew Dracula's story? I believe so. Okay. Which there is a movie coming out uh, about that. About Nosferatu? Yes. Oh, interesting. I believe it was going to star Anna Taylor-Joy. I don't know if it's starring her anymore. I just, I, I know him from Spongebob. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's how a lot of people. Yeah, the hash <laughs> the slash. Well, then who turned out the lights? Nosferatu. <laughs> so stupid. Um, and, oh, actually, going back to um, your talk. Uh, we'll go back to the vampire uh-huh. talk. But you saying that you've heard, like, from Desto Dawn, you thinking it was a vampire thing. Yeah. You might have seen, like, commercials or at least trailers or something like that. From the TV show that they made very recently. that came out in 2013, 2014. Okay. They made a TV series about it. Based off of this, though? Based off of this, yeah. Interesting. They also made two sequels after this movie. What? I think they're pre. I think they're both prequels. But they both came out in the year 1999. I thought that was kind of crazy. Huh. To be honest with you. So the, the TV series, do the vampires look like this? I don't know. I've never seen the series. I wanted to, but uh, I think this is up. the time I was, like, working. But, um... <laughs> I was Whoa, work- what does yeah. that mean? I was just working too much. I didn't really have time to watch. Why it did you put up quotation marks though? Because uh, I couldn't. I can't remember when it came out, so I don't know if I was working or not. I could have just been in school. That's not what quotation. That's not what air quotes mean. It wasn't you? a quote. Air quote. I don't think I did air quote. Playback. Playback. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Oh, twenty fourteen to twenty sixteen. Okay, so yeah, it came out like right as I was like getting into. No, these look like modern vampires. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was the uh, the turn that they wanted to do. Is okay. Make them more like modern, hot, like you were saying. Yeah. Because you know, you know the once, attractive vampire. Once Twilight came out, they kind of changed the whole game of like how vampires look. Yeah. But I did enjoy like how human they were, and then they turn into these creatures. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I was saying, when you have someone like Tom uh, Savani, who's this legendary. Uh, creature maker and just like is known in Hollywood as one of the best like uh, special effects kind of yeah. person. It's like why not? I will say that I, I I appreciated how um, individual they all were. Like how all of the monsters looked different from each other. They were all pretty unique. I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice from like a, a you know an FX kind of standpoint. Until it gets to the end, like they all kind of look very Well, similar. when it's like all of the bats, then yeah, they yeah. all kind of end up being the same, but like our individual characters yeah, that we yeah, get yeah. individual shots on like, all kind of morph differently. When we have uh, Sama Hayek, I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be like the queen vampire. Okay. Um, they do like kind of kill her off pretty fast. Yeah, which, they do kill her really quickly. Yeah, which I'm, I'm always kind of like, huh, that's a weird choice to do. Yeah. Well, what again, it's a, I just, once, once... The vampires come into play. I don't understand why anything is happening anymore. No, yeah. Like there, like I, there seems to be. It seems like the film just completely loses all sense of direction and purpose. So, like from that point on, I feel like I don't really know what's going on anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do like how you know as they're fighting all the vampires. Like once everything starts kicking off in the very beginning, uh-huh. um, as soon as they're kind of done, they have this moment of. We're fighting vampires. That's what's happening right now. Yeah. They're like, I don't believe in vampires at all. Yeah. But this is what we're fighting. And if anyone says anything yeah, otherwise. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't that's what they say. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in vampires, but I believe in what I just saw yeah, or something like that. Saw. Yeah. They're like, what do we know about vampires? And then they just start listening. They're like, garlic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. Which I, I do like as like a character. Yeah. Because it's like, th- this is a world where 
those aren't like not a thing. Yeah. And plenty of like zombie flakes or something like you'll see, they will be like, what's going on? Yeah. What is all this? Sometimes they'll just like skirt around as if like that just doesn't exist in their yeah, pop culture. Yeah. So it's like, at least in this world, they're like, it, it exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you mean like what? You mean like they stick to the classic things that harm vampires? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, okay, yeah. like they'll be like, like uh, I think Dawn of the Dead, the 2001 remake, uh, I don't think anyone knows like what a zombie is. Yeah. Because then it's like you have to believe in this like modern age of like people, right? Right. That no one has ever came up with the concept of the undead. Or yeah. Like it, it well, but I don't... Okay, well, I guess it just depends on how you do it. Because, like, in the Vampire Diaries, let, <laughs> shut the heck up. Um, the only vampire story that matters, the Vampire Diaries. Um, in that one, like, garlic doesn't affect them, like, at all. But they, like, address it, and they just talk about how, like, that's just, a, like... Yeah. It's, it, that, that concept exists in, like, books and stuff, but they're like, but that's not real, you know? Like, legends just kind of get twisted and whatever and things turn into different things so like, it's like in twilight sunlight doesn't affect them they kind of just like oh they sparkle, sparkle. yeah, yeah it, <laughs> it strengthens them <laughs> um but yeah so like in in the vampire diaries they can't go in the sun um but they but like garlic doesn't affect them um like holy water doesn't affect them crosses doesn't affect them like so it's only like sunlight for them it's sunlight and wooden stakes through the heart um yeah, but the Vampire Diaries is a little... It's really elaborate. You probably wouldn't understand. Because <laughs> um, a bit high IQ. Because <laughs> the Vampire Diaries has... Um, it's not just about vampires. It has, like, witches and, like, a lot... Like, werewolves. Like, a lot of other things. It's really deep into, like, lore. And so, oh, like... werewolves in that? Yeah. Th- so there's, like, a lot of, like, rules. So, like, the reason that they can't go into sunlight is not just because like sunlight hurts it goes back to like the creation of vampires and like how it's a curse like it's it's like it actually has more elaborate of like like plot point not plot points like more elaborate reasoning behind everything uh-huh. than you would think because interesting yeah, yeah 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 i won't ramble on about vampire diaries but i <laughs> i when i first saw it my sister got me to watch it and when i first saw it i thought it was going to be stupid i thought it was going to be like pretty pretty liars which i loved in high school but, like, I thought it was going to be, like, a high school service level, like, show. It's actually really good. It's got a lot of character development and a lot of, like, intricacies when it comes to why things are happening the way that they do. Um, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so these vampires are just very, very different. And I and I almost like, though, when they steer clear from those original things. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, if they do, it doesn't, it's not a big deal. Like if they say garlic affects them, whatever. It's just, to me, it makes more sense that like some of that stuff would have gotten lost in translation and not all of that is completely accurate. Um, But there's nothing wrong with them sticking to it. It's just a preference, you know. Nice. And what did you think of our, um, besides our our main cast Mm -hmm. of uh, Jacob, Kate, Scott, and then uh, Seth and Richard. What did you think of, you know, Razor Charlie, which is Danny Trejo, uh, Sex Machine, Tom Savani, Frost, Fred Williamson? What did you think of these, like, side characters that came into the film? I mean, I guess they were fine. It's just, this is even difficult from, like, a... Per- just out of the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is even, like, hard from a performer perspective. Because those characters all come into play once we've gotten to the club and, like, we meet those characters, like, minutes before the vampire 
the whole thing yeah. happens. You just see like little glimpses of their characters when they're playing yeah. the club. And like again, like I think we lose we lose everything after the vampires come out. So like we didn't see a lot of like character development. We didn't really get to know much about the characters. We just kind of see them fighting. Like we're just introduced to them and then they fight and then they they all die. <laughs> and that's that's pretty much it. So I I can't even really say much. It they feel more like cameos than anything than like actual characters cuz they don't Almost, yeah. We don't learn anything really about them. Nothing nothing of substance at least. So Cuz it definitely like especially just a uh... Tom and Fred, it turns into the sense of, uh, hey, we're here. We're going to fight alongside of y'all just to survive. Oh, we're dead. We're vampires. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. So they're not, like, there's nothing. It's hard to even base it off, like, a performance because they don't really have much of a performance. Yeah. They don't have a lot of room. I could definitely say this movie is just full of, like, cameos where if you're just a big fan of, like, Robert Rodriguez films or Quentin Tarantino films, you'll be like, oh, hey, that's Fred Williamson. That's Tom Savani. Uh, Robert Rodriguez was in the in the band. He was playing guitar. Yeah. The lead singer, I believe, is like an apprentice of Tom Savani. He's also like huge in like um, the whole makeup. Okay. World. So it's just like this movie just has cameos definitely all over the place. The only real character, even Quentin Tarantino, you could call a character. Yeah. But I would still almost just call that a cameo. Just due no, to the I fact. would not agree with that. He's in half the movie he as is. a legitimate character with development. Yeah. And, yeah. But even him, like, I feel like he's talked about this before. It's like he knows he's not like a great actor. Hmm. And so a lot of the time he'll, he, he put, like I said, he always cameos in every single one of his films. Yeah. And he's only in there for 10, 15 minutes. And this one, yeah, he's in there a lot longer. I'm not really sure why. Yeah. Well, that's not, I don't, what was the point of this whole thing? Why, <laughs> why did anything happen? Like, I don't understand why any of it happened. Um... But yeah, I wouldn't say that he was a cameo. He was in it way too much to be a cameo. But like, but he just never got to like the end of the character development. Yeah. Because the movie just didn't. His character do was that. very much of a straight line. Yeah. It's a, I am a murderer who, who sexually harassed me. Yeah, and I just stay that way until I die. Exactly. And but we have a lot of character development from George Clooney, which is this is basically the George Clooney movie. I don't even know if I'd say we have a lot of character you don't development. Think so. No, I I don't. I feel like you see a lot, like a lot of the roller coaster of what his character is. Okay, so elaborate on that. What do you mean? So when we first meet him, right? Mm -hmm. He's very, uh, hey, what are you doing? I told you, get the cop out. You know, mm -hmm. talk to him, whatever. Act natural, get him out. And then immediately that kind of turns because his brother's like, he's giving him signals. Mm -hmm. And so we find out he's like, okay, he's a, you know, just a criminal, mm -hmm. a murderer. Well, then we get to the motel, and you kind of realize he has some like sense to him he, when he's talking to the hostage he's like hey just follow my rules mm -hmm. and i will not hurt you mm -hmm. as we find out from the beginning he's like he's not a person who just wants to go guns and blazing mm -hmm. and then we find out even more about him when his brother does the thing that he does he's like i am not this type of person i am not a monster uh i'm just a thief okay yeah and then we even see i feel more of that when he's talking to um Jacob Fuller, Harvey Kettle, mm -hmm. on the uh, on the RV. Mm -hmm. He's trying to like not form a relationship or anything. But he's trying to act almost normal, mm -hmm. and then until it turns to a point where it's like, okay, fine, whatever, let's not talk, you know. And then even when he gets to the bar, he's not just a guy who's like when uh, Jacob's talking to him. Mm -hmm. 
he's like, why can't you just understand when you won? Why can't mm-hmm. you just like be happy? Mm-hmm. Like you did it. You you escaped the border patrol. You escaped the FBI. And even then, he's like, he stops being kind of this like angry dude. He stops like just trying to drink himself mm-hmm. to like lose lose it, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? You're right. You know, I did it. Mm-hmm. I managed to do the impossible, mm-hmm. pretty much. And then even when he's like fighting with them mm-hmm. he's turning into this person of like, like he didn't care about this family and but he's like you know what i'm gonna help y'all stay alive i'm not just gonna like mm-hmm. let y'all fin for ourselves yeah. it's like let's do this you know even if we're gonna die let's do this is right. rally and even at the end there he's like talking to kate when she's like just lost her whole family and she's like hey can i come with you yeah and he's like uh, do you know what's in L.A.? Do you know what that's all about? Yeah. And he's like, I might be a terrible person, but I'm not going to drag you anymore into this right. entire thing. But, like, but that's what I mean. That's all you all, you, you, you just said he didn't change throughout the movie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It was all, like, it was, that's what I mean. Like, it was all the same thing he's established really early on as being the one in the, in, out of the brothers that has, like, some sort of moral compass yeah. and like and that he is like somewhat of like a rational thinker and that's just what he is through the whole film he doesn't there's no real like evolving in his character there's I guess, no I guess like if we're putting it like that yeah yeah and that's maybe that's just a miscommunication because that's, that's what i mean by character development he is the same he's almost exactly the same he's not exactly the same because now he's been through whatever but like he is the only character that has any sort of change or evolvement um, to his, or evolution in his character. Um, and it, I would say, is very small and isn't, like, it's not like it's unforeseen or, like, he had a big revelation and he used to be, like, a heartless killer and now he cares about this family. Like, no, he's the same guy throughout the film. Yeah. His circumstances have just changed. So that's there's not a lot of, like, evolution, like, development to his character. You know what I mean? Yeah, that literally changes in this film, which is wild because they go through something insane. Would you say Jacob changes with finding his uh, faith again to a degree? I I don't know (laughs) because I I I don't even know if like he really believes that or if he's just like okay, well this is what's working against the vampires, so I'm gonna do what I gotta do here. You know, we didn't get like a moment where like he's on his own. And drops to his knees and says, like, an earnest prayer. He's just like, okay, well, I'm going to make a cross out of this and say a couple of things and see if that works to keep me alive. Honestly, I would say the um, the most developed character that we get is Kate. Because yeah. she starts as, like, a very... Um, who's the daughter in the film? She starts as, like, a very devout... We have no idea what religion, but some sort of Christian. A very devout Christian. Um, and... Like a, you get the idea that she's, you know, a, a, a shyer person or like, you know, someone, a, a, someone who hasn't seen much of the world and this and that, whatever. And she's now in this absolutely insane position and, um, has to really toughen up through it. And she ends up having to kill her brother. It's like, you know, and then at the end she asks, um, George Clooney's character as he's getting ready to drive off, she asks if she can start tagging along with him um so like that's a very different kind of person that she is trying to be um at the end of the film so i honestly think that kate had the most development throughout the film um yeah (laughs) uh well someone who had zero oh which sorry kate by the way is also the daughter in um 
Uh, Christmas Vacation, for anyone who's seen <laughs> that movie. But uh, someone who had zero kind of character progression as you're going on, and I kind of just feel was just there to be another body, mm-hmm. was her brother, Scott Ford. Yeah, what was Ernest up with him? Blue. Uh, he, it's very strange. Served no purpose. I think it's definitely just to make, like, a family. Yeah, one boy, one and girl. Then, and then even to just help, you know, move Kate's character along with him sacrificed and telling mm-hmm. her to, like, He's like, kill me, Kate. She like she could have done that to her dad, though. You know? Like, they could have written it to be like that. Yeah. He did feel like a very useless character. He didn't He didn't do anything. He had very few lines in the movie. Yeah, he really was kind of just there. Yeah. Like, the movie... You could have, like, yeah, written that character out and nothing changes. Yeah, literally nothing would have changed if that <laughs> if the brother wasn't in it. I agree. But, uh, yeah. I, th- I think it's just kind of fun. Turn your brain off and just enjoy and action film kind of flick do you like monster movies i yes i am a big fan of like the whole monster culture, okay because like that i think is a, a big deciding factor on if definitely. you're gonna like this film or not <laughs> if you're a monster fan or a creature fan yeah uh you'll yeah you'll enjoy this film i am not a monster person yeah, see, that's, <laughs> so that's like, why i said yeah. from the get-go I was like, I don't think you're going to rate this higher than a six, and I don't even think you're going to rate it that close. Yeah, I <laughs> was not big on it. Um, I'm trying to look on, like, IMDb just to see, like, what other people what other people thought of this, because this is just so... It, it, it feels, and correct me if I'm wrong, you obviously know more mm-hmm. about this movie than I do, this feels like a cult movie to me. This feels like only a niche group of people would actually be watching those sequels. I don't know if... Well, the sequels, definitely. They drop hard. Really? <laughs> yes. I've seen the second one. I don't think I've ever seen the third one, which I think is called Hangman's Daughter or something like that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the quality definitely dips. Uh, I don't... Because I know this... I believe the film had a budget of either 15 or like 19 million. So it fluxes in between there. According to IMDb, it was 19 million. Yeah. And then I, I read somewhere else it was like 15, but okay. whatever. Uh no one ever knows Hollywood budgets really, no. but uh, I think in its opening weekend it made ten million, and okay. then international like worldwide all that in total it made maybe twenty six million. Um, yeah, it was just I think it's definitely a a film bro movie yeah. in the sense that they're like oh Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez are making yeah. a film, uh, and then especially if I remember correctly when this movie was being promoted, only like the first half was being promoted. As in, like, trailers and all that. Oh my gosh, so everyone was just like, what the heck is going on? You think it's going to just be a, a, like, this gangster film. Like, something in the lines of, like, Pulp Fiction, which, you know, Quentin Tarantino is coming off of. Or, and you have Desperado and El Marachi. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, it's going to be, like, just cool shootouts, all this. And then the second half comes, and everyone, like, at that point is like, what, like, how you had, what is this movie? Like, what the heck is happening? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, what is this movie? And I think that's where its fan base comes from, just being how drastic it changes. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think it's a... Like I said, I don't think everyone enjoys it, especially if they're expecting like a film like that. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, like a lot of this film targets very specific groups of people. Mm-hmm. Monster fans. Any... I feel like... Well, I guess it, what I'm trying to say is it has a lot of polarizing... Um, components that are going to make it either people really, really like it or people are just not interested in it at all. Yeah. You like and, it or you hate it. Yeah, and I think monsters being a part of that, I think that that's, that's number one. 
Um, I don't feel like Robert Rodriguez is very polarizing, but he brings in like a certain group of people as like a diehard fan base. Mm -hmm. Um, He doesn't have wide casting of a net as a lot of other directors. Um, And then um, Quentin Tarantino, I think, has a very specific diehard fan base that, you know, we'll just see whatever he puts out. And it's people who like these things, who are interested in monster films, who are interested in Quentin Tarantino films, Robert Rodriguez films will come see it and like will find what they are looking for in this movie but if you're not like you know a a very dedicated passionate fan about those things you're gonna be very confused (laughs) you're gonna be scared (laughs) um and that is where i found myself is i'm not i i like robert Rodriguez because i like spy kids but like i don't you know i don't watch a lot of his films haven't seen a lot of Quentin Tarantino, but mostly because like I'm not very interested in his no yeah in what I in the kind of stuff that he makes. Um, not a monster gal, so I was just kind of sitting here like, it's a film. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm a little scared. <laughs> and that and that's what definitely why I don't want to call it like a cult film because uh-huh. I feel like people are if you like if you are seeing this, you're seeing it because you're a fan of Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. No one was seeing the second ones because they're not attached to those at all. Right. It's not they didn't come back for the second or third one. Okay. And they yeah. definitely didn't come for the TV series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're not a fan of like from dusk till dawn as a whole. Yeah, you know what I'm they're saying? yeah they're a fan of the components. Yeah. Because yeah. when I, when I when I think of like a true cult film, I think of Evil Dead. Mm. How that has this forty years now at this point of like people. Still watching the Evil Dead series, uh, there's a new one coming out at the end of the month. Interesting. And uh, it's not even being directed by Sam Raimi, and uh, Bruce Campbell is mm-hmm. not even a part of it anymore. Uh, so it's like, but people still come and see these movies. Right. They saw the 2013, they're excited for the uh, this new one coming out. So that's like what I see as a true cult film, yeah. that they're just a fan of like the idea. Yeah. Interesting. What is, um, what's the movie that Josh Hartnett's in with vampires? Oh my gosh, uh, Josh Hartnett. I don't know who it is. <sighs> He's in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> um, that's such a stretch for me because there's so many people in Pearl Harbor. But He's one of the main guys. Um, he's not Ben Affleck? <laughs> yeah, he's the main guy that's not Ben Affleck, yes. Um, is it... Uh, he's in a vampire where it's... I think it's in Alaska. Is it called Four oh, Days of Night? yes. I love that film. I've never seen that one. That is a really good vampire film. Is uh, it? Because I... Well, I what like, the, I like the idea of like it being 40 Days of Night, like taking place in Alaska. Yeah. You don't have sun. Oh, so. 30 Days of Night. Oh, 30. Same thing. Yeah, you're right. I get that confused all the time. Okay, yeah, 30 Days of Night. Yeah, Josh Hartnett. Okay, 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 okay. That's a very fun film. Again, monster flick, but it is straightforward of what it is. It is a vampire. So are the vampires scary in that one? Not like this. Not creatures. They're more human-ish looking. You can, like, see an image of them. Yeah. Yeah. So they're more human features. Okay. Not monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Did Dust Till Dawn win anything? It did, actually. Uh, it won a Fangoria Award for Best Character. Okay, I can for see that. the Chainsaw Awards for uh, George Clooney. Okay. Uh, it, I think it won an MTV Breakout Star Award, which was, I think it was for George Clooney also. And then it won another uh, MTV Award, but nothing, like, huge. Nothing right. big like that. And, but it's funny to look at this film just because, like I said, it was, like, George Clooney's, like, I want to say biggest film to date at this point. Yeah. Like, he was in one other one, like, a movie, one other movie. It was a total flop. Uh, he's coming off ER winning a Golden Globe. Yeah. And now he's in this. So. Wow. It's just such an interesting, this is just such an interest. I find 
I, just such an interesting film. <laughs> and, like, all of the components are very interesting to me. Yeah. Um, and that's why when I read Roger's uh, review, I was like, you're either going to love it or you hate it, but you can't, like, deny how just, like, unique How it insane is. it is. Yeah, yeah for insane. sure. And I was like, that's, that's really true. I was mm-hmm. like, as someone who does like it, you know, I was like, I feel like everyone will see it once. And you'll either see it again with a group of friends, or you'll just never talk about or, it again. Or, yeah, or you will just uh, completely bury it. And you're like, all right, that was a movie. Yeah, exactly. That was the movie of the 90s. <sighs> wow, this is crazy. Yeah. And uh, one thing I always find, uh, not like funny, but I like, is Rodriguez does always shoot his films in Texas or Mexico. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, another one. I think there was like one where he didn't, like one of his later films, but... Uh, majority of this film was shot in California. Really? Uh, yeah, the club was in California somewhere. An actual, like, club that looks like that on the inside, I guess. Uh, it was shot in Seattle, and then some of the, I think, like, I guess outdoor scenery was shot in Mexico. But that why? Was, like, I wonder why he didn't film in Texas. Um, this probably wasn't a good location. So he was like, if, I'm not, if I can't shoot in Texas, I guess I'll just shoot in Mexico. I guess. That's weird. Yeah. You would think that for the stuff that they filmed, they could have made that you work in so, Texas. Right? Yeah. But, it's not like it was anything... It was like what the like dirty gas station in the middle of nowhere yeah it gives a lot a lot of like texas vibes that this could have easily yeah. been shot in but i guess they just couldn't find i wonder if um it had to be like the club with all of the like pyrotechnics maybe like they maybe maybe they like it was cheaper to do it in california for yeah. whatever reason like maybe there was already a set there that they could more easily reuse yeah. you know that's the only thing i can think of but he did do his other thing that he always does which this like i said 15, 19 million, who knows the true, like, budget. Yeah. But for a film like this, he used a non-union crew. Oh. Uh, which isn't, like, kind of a thing that, especially with a budget like this, they're like, why wouldn't you use a yeah. union crew? But I guess he always uses a non-union. And That's kind so... of, like, brings his people. They're just so interesting, the way that he runs things. It really is. I know, uh, we kind of know someone who was just in one of his films, actually. Who? Uh, your co-star in 48 Hour, in the 48 Hour, uh set we were on yeah yes. sarah yeah sarah what did she do she was in one of his films i didn't know yeah i saw her posting about it on um she was either in it or she was helping work on the set okay and she i believe she got to meet robert Rodriguez also that's super cool a lot of people from that set actually were working on that i was like that's crazy yeah well because <sighs> i guess he was shooting here something here in austin so he's always shoot- well they, yeah. they just did that they're doing the um the new New spark that I guess that's yeah. exactly what it was then. Yeah. Had to be then. Um That's crazy. Just the way that he like he just runs everything so differently. That's so interesting. I also <laughs> he he uses the same people all the time, right? Like the same people in all of his movies. The fact that he had Cheech play three oh, different characters like, instead of just like hiring another actor is so like why <laughs> Yeah, I've, I have no idea why. I thought that was hilarious though. He appears like Three different times and three Jurassic like looking characters yeah. also. It's really because it feels like he's he's just setting out to make a, he like he's just making a movie with his friends every time that he makes a movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He he like somehow he makes these huge like big scale productions, but it feels like he's still just like he's just making a film in like his hometown with his buddies. You know what I mean? And yeah. then it's just they blow up <laughs> i was reading some of his book also and that's just definitely like how he wants to do things like he's like uh he's always just been someone who just wants to shoot stuff you know yeah. and even when he was like going to ut uh he was like 
Did he go to UT? I believe so. Or he got rejected from UT. I can't remember the... Let me look it up. <laughs> but he was definitely just like, oh, I just want to shoot things how I want to shoot them. Oh, yeah, he did go to... Yeah, he went. Yeah. Awesome. But, yeah, he was like, I don't want to, like, follow the rules, per se. Yeah. It's like, let me, let me just... Oh, because like, here's the main reason. Because he was shooting films with his friend in Mexico. Uh-huh. And he was like, the uh, the Mexico uh, way of like filmmaking is so much different from yeah. like here in America. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, I just want to do stuff like this, you know? Right. Why why be stuck to like this rule set almost? Of like looking, how it should be shot. Right. I'm looking at his other movies. Which is interesting. Yeah, this is like my favorite, like little. Is this group. really Eilish? Uh, is that a new one? Happier than ever, a love letter to Los Angeles on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, I, I don't know. He I don't had a hand why in he's that? a part of that, but yeah. Uh, the whole like Planet Terror, Grindhouse kind of feel is always um, was something that I enjoyed watching. I don't think I've seen those. Uh, they're fun. They're a lot like this, not in the sense of like um changing drastically right but just uh again fun action films i would say he just did um hypnotic here too oh maybe that's the one spy kids armageddon that's what he that's what he's working on right now if it didn't just wrap but that's got to be what she said she was working on either one of those and then it i yeah because i don't know when hypnotic was filming but i was just on set with somebody who worked on that nice um I don't know if that Billie Eilish thing is true because I don't see it on his IMDb. You know, that happens a lot, I feel. It's because Google doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Unless he would, like, it was like a directing thing. Or like a producing thing. Or a thing. writing thing. No, you know, I don't, I don't think it's real. <laughs> I probably well, these are all upcoming. Uh, Yeah, I don't see it. IMDb is always, like, wrong half the time. Oh, here, no, here it is. Oh. Previous wow. director, happy, happier than ever, love letter to Los Angeles. Well, IMDb, you're not always wrong all the time, I guess. Interesting. You're only wrong 90% of the time. <laughs> huh. But what are your, uh, your final takes or final thoughts on this film? And You said you'd give it nothing higher than a six, but what do you, what do you think now? <laughs> um, I, on my 10-point rating, I'm giving it a two. Oh, my gosh. Um, didn't I, see that coming. I wasn't even that brutal to Beauty and the Beast. I didn't like the movie. Well, I didn't like, like, did you like parts of Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. I, I like, didn't really like any part yeah. of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, I, what I will say is that if you like Quentin Tarantino, if you like Robert Rodriguez, if you like monster films... You should watch this movie. You, I think that maybe you would enjoy this movie. However, if none of those things interest you, there is no reason you should ever watch this movie. There is nothing for us. Move on to the next thing. That's what I have to say. It was, yeah, yeah. Well, How well, long was this movie? Uh, uh, 82 minutes? Or 90 minutes? This is the series. I was like, why does it say 45 yeah. minutes? <laughs> um, IMDb Dusk Tilt On. I, would, I hope IMDb sponsors us. That'd be cool. You know, that'd be We use them all the pretty time. Pretty nice. We do. We like to check them out. Um, okay, let's see. This says an hour and 48 minutes. Yeah. Ooh. It felt like a long movie. It's, it feels long, but it goes by pretty fast. So if you got HBO Max, if you're already paying for it, and you're like, eh, let me check it out, I guess. Yeah, go check it out. You know, you're already paying for it. Um... If you, like Kristen said, if you're not a fan of any of those three things and you don't have HBO Max, 
Don't go, <laughs> don't, don't go out of your way to rent it. Or, I would skip. Yeah, I would skip if those things aren't interesting. Or you can go to the dollar bin at Walmart and just grab it and pay a dollar. Or you could use that dollar on something else. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe Happy Feet or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. That's what, yeah, it's it's just a very polarizing movie. So if you're not if you're not into like the three pillars that this movie is standing on, it's some, a skip. Some would it's say skip. four, but the fourth one kind of falls down. What was the fourth one? The, uh, the gangster film, like, idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say loosely gangster film. And I would also loop into the... Rod, Rod, uh, uh, I would also loop into the Robert Rodriguez pillar that, like, if you like that general crew that he kind of, yeah. like, hangs out with. If you if you like Danny Trejo and, like, that, that gang... Then yeah, sure. Or if you just want to see Cheech play three different characters, nah, you can all just in the Google, span of like, yeah, you can just look that up on like YouTube. <laughs> like, it's just it's yeah. I think that if you're not interested in it, it's a skip. But if you are interested, then definitely watch it because it leans hard into those things. Yeah, yeah it definitely does. Uh, like I said, I'm a big fan of creature flicks, uh, zombies, uh, werewolves, vampires, the mummy, any of that. So you give me any anything like that, I'm gonna enjoy it, Kristen. You know, I thought I, I like I said I figured she probably wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah, but it was a miss for me. But I'm <laughs> I'm 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 glad that you like it. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Clued and Clueless. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram handle is at Kristen Hosty K R I S T E N H O S T Y. Yeah, and if you want to follow me on Instagram, it is M-E-R underscore R-I-O. You want to spit your drink out there. And it splashed me. Okay. And breaking news, but not so breaking news. This was our final episode. Oh my gosh, yeah. This is our final. Well, not of the entire Forever. Thank you so much for being with us on this journey. But this is our final episode of season one. How did you feel everything went so far? How did you feel I've about had a our great movies time. I I had a good time. I feel like I've I'm definitely expanding my film repertoire. Um, I'm glad that I'm getting to share things that I enjoy with you. Um, and season two, I'm going to force Mario to watch a lot more. So it's really exciting. The yeah. prospects, the prospects are good. But also just thank you so much. We've been so warmly received by everyone that has listened to the podcast so far or anyone who's been watching us on YouTube. So thank you so much for sticking with us and listening to us week after week. We really enjoy making this podcast and getting to share things that we enjoy with each other and yeah. also with y'all. Um, and make sure you're leaving those comments. We really love le- um, reading y'all's comments and hearing what you have to say about these films. Yeah, y'all let us know in person, but let us know also in the comments so other people can see it and be like, hey, that's really cool. Um, so yeah, we're going to put out a video. Um, maybe we'll post on Spotify also. Not entirely sure. but uh, we'll, I don't know what we'll, you're talking about. Well, of what we're going to happen going into season two and how that's going to be structured. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be... Still movies, if you are a fan of that, every now and Probably. then. Probably. Uh, but I've got our... some things in store. You got some things in store? Mm-hmm. Awesome. We might start expanding past <laughs> movies. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk more about that now. But I'm glad you've been on this ride with us for season one. And, and if you enjoyed season one, feel free to please leave us a review. That would be very helpful going into season two. Yeah, <laughs> go back on all the episodes leave leave a review like subscribe hit that notification button smash it she's killing it right now (laughs) leave comments we've killed it together um 
Yeah, that's all I got to say for now. And we'll definitely see you all around for season two. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Clued and Clueless. If you'd like to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at Clued underscore Clueless, on Instagram at Clued and Clueless Podcast, on TikTok at Clued and Clueless Pod, and on YouTube at Clued and Clueless. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.